Vasudevasutam devam Tansujanuramardanam Devaki paramanandam Krishnam vannev jagat guram Hi and welcome to Season 2 of Gita Girl. My name is Shirmila and the Gita Girl podcast is about how to live skillfully and be the best version of yourself by using the advice in the Bhagavad Gita. Hi Shirmila, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Shayla, Jesse Krishna. And a very, very happy New Year to all of our listeners. We're really thrilled to be back. May Lord Krishna bless everyone with a great 2021. Thank you for joining us. And this season of Gita Girl is going to be all about karma. Every episode is going to be about karma, what it means, how it works. You may be surprised that there'll be five episodes of karma, but I think after this first podcast episode, you'll realize just how meaty the concept of karma really is. Just a lot to learn and a lot to talk about. And today it'll be a karma 101, if you will, but over the next few podcasts, we'll really do a deeper dive. I found in my almost 20 years of teaching now that karma is one of the most complicated subjects to teach. When you first start talking about it, it brings up more questions than it answers. You know, it's just really mind-boggling initially. Yet once the whole subject is fully explained and understood, it's one of the simplest and it boils down to one straightforward truth. As you sow, so shall you reap. Whatever seeds you sow, that's what you're going to get. Nobody wants to learn about karma because it's, really <laughs> it's too much responsibility. To too much responsibility. It really is. It freaks everyone yeah. out. Karma has been on my mind a lot. And I think probably a lot of people recently because, you know, we see in our political world, let's say, for example, people doing really awful things and seemingly without consequence. And so the karma question is, how are they getting away with that? How are we not seeing the consequences of their actions. And also, I think, why do really bad things happen to good people? And so the concepts or ideas about karma and how karma works and why it works the way it does and when we're going to experience it or see it happen in front of us are really big questions that I think a lot of us wrestle with. Definitely. Why do good things happen to bad people and why do bad things happen to good people? That's... Absolutely. That's really tough when you see it and you wonder what is happening. Where's the justice? Where's the karma? I struggle with it. The whole world struggles with it. And so let's see if we can answer some of these questions, although that's a really tall order. First, I think a lot of our listeners might be familiar with the word karma and have some idea of what it is. You know, certainly most Hindus are. And even if you're not Hindu, you might have heard the word used colloquially, but what does it really mean? What does karma really mean in the context of the Gita, in the context of the Hinduism? So we are going to be talking about the verses that mention karma and Krishna's explanations of how karma works in the Gita. We're going to be explaining that in a later podcast this season. But for this one, I think we need to first discuss karma basics, the basic theory of karma. Because when Krishna talks about in the Gita... It's a much deeper dive because Krishna is talking to Arjun. He's already assuming that Arjun knows the basic concepts of karma. So I think okay, the karma basics we're going to do now before going into what the Gita says about it. Does okay. that make sense? Yep. 
perfect sense. Okay, so what exactly is karma? The word karma is really simple. Karma is a Sanskrit word and translated, it means action. That's it. Karma means action. So good actions are called good karma and bad actions are called bad karma. In modern usage, we've actually associated three different meanings to the word karma. The first meaning is, like I said, the word karma translates to action. And then the second meaning of the word karma is the consequences of that action. So if I said, I'm going to rack up some good karma, I'm going to do a cleanse, you know, that's my good karma. Right. Or you know what? I'm going to eat this pastry, deep fried jelly donut. And that's my dinner. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just had it actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was late for recording this podcast, Shayla. I was guzzling down my scone with jam and my tea. Then we say, oh, that's bad karma. I just ate something bad for me. Oops, racked up some bad karma. So karma also means the consequences of action. If I do something good now, I'm going to get good consequences. And if I do something bad, I'm going to get bad consequences. That's also how we use the word karma. It means consequences of our actions. That's right. And in this example of whether we did the cleanse or whether we ate something bad for us, we're talking about the karmic consequences in the form of future benefits or detriments to our health based on the food we just ate. And the third meaning of the word karma is your karmic account. Karmic account means our storage of good stuff we've done and bad stuff we've done. Your bank account. Right, our bank account. If I do some charity, I'm putting something good into my karmic bank account. That's a great way of putting it. And if I do bad stuff, I'm putting debits in my bank account. That's right. So karmic accounting is what people are usually most interested in, that what action is going to lead to good stuff, credits in my bank account, and what karma, what action is going to lead to bad or debits in my bank account. Right. And I think it's also helpful to know that you don't necessarily know what's in your account, right? You 100% don't know. Nobody knows. That's right. And we've touched on this before in past podcasts, but reincarnation is an important concept in Hinduism, this idea that you've had lives before, you've had previous lives, and in all those lives, you've collected this karma, you've added and subtracted to this karmic bank account, and you're dealing with those consequences in this lifetime, and you'll carry some of those consequences into your next lifetime. So I think it's important to remember that you're not really sure what your bank account looks like. It shouldn't necessarily have any impact on your actions today. You should still behave in the best possible way. Make sure that all your actions count towards building more positive karma, but You're not really sure what baggage you arrived here with. Exactly. And the tough part is that if some people seem to have like an unlimited bank account, right, that they are just wasting away, they're just spending all their karma, and it seems like such a deep well, we actually get fooled into thinking, but wait, if they're getting away with this kind of behavior and this kind of action, then why can't I? right? That's the big question. But there's a saying that my mother always says, 
Um, and it's a saying in Sindhi, but I know the English translation. It says, no matter how deep your well is, unless you replenish the water, if you're only going to take out, one day it's going to run dry. That's so powerful and it's such a terrific analogy. You can immediately picture that well and your good actions <laughs> being that water in there and um, and your bad actions. This is obviously very simplified, sort of draining that that well. Right, right. It's like your bank account. One day, unless you keep replenishing and watching that bank account, one day it's going to run dry. That's that's just physics. That's just the way it works. That's right. So that's the tough part and the mind-bending part. When we see people doing bad things and getting away with it, we have to understand that somewhere down the line, they did a whole lot of good stuff. And then after that, they lost their way. Mm. That's an interesting way to think about it. I've never thought about that because I always think of when you're building your karmic account, it's just this linear trajectory that it goes straight up and up and up and you maybe start a little not so great and you just keep building it more and more positive and you go up. But this idea that there could be these valleys and dips. And, and you can lose your weight. I think that's really important. But I think it also points to this idea that each moment you have is an opportunity to constantly and continuously improve irrelevant of whatever account that is that we said that we don't know. Exactly. And that's why we're doing this podcast. And it's so important to read the Gita, study it and understand what good action is. If we don't know what good action is or bad action is, like when I first studied the Gita and I learned how harmful overreaction is to myself and others, and overreaction is actually putting bad credits in your karmic bank account. I mean, I was the overreacting queen. I'm trying to be much better. But, you know, unless you know what is good action, what is bad action, what constitutes good behavior or bad behavior, it's so easy when you are at the top of your game, when you have health and money and success and popularity and power and, you know, everything you wanted. It's so easy to take a nosedive because you think you're invincible and you can get away with bad behavior. I think you bring up such an incredible point, And it's one that I think about often because I think around us, and this is not just true of the current time we're living in, but we see so many examples around us of people who seemingly get away with bad behavior. And it's easy to say, well, if they're doing it, why can't I? Right. You know, because you don't know uh, what's going to happen to them in their next life, in their future, or what caused them to behave like this from their past life. You have no idea. And so you really need to just reserve the judgment. Like their karmic account is theirs. Their action belong to them and them only. It's not your responsibility. It's not up to you to sort of do that math in your head to determine what kind of karma they're getting or extracting or whatever. You just have to focus on your own actions. And the Gita is this guidebook on exactly what those positive actions are. It's not to follow these sometimes poor role models that you see all around us. It's really to follow this book that tells us exactly how 
we're supposed to be behaving. You're right. We do do a lot of mental math. Krishna says in the Gita, he goes, that's such a waste of energy. He says, there is no way that you can do the mental math in that. It's impossible because it's like a tapestry. If you've ever seen a beautiful tapestry, can anyone tell me where one thread starts and ends in that tapestry? It's impossible. It's such a combination of millions of threads being woven in million directions. You just have to look at the tapestry and say, this is what it is. And I have to stay in my lane and create my own tapestry, my own picture of my future. And wasting energy on doing that mental math is really a disservice to yourself. I love the analogy of the tapestry. I think that's so true. And you could waste so much time trying to figure out where that thread began or where it went in somebody else's tapestry. And the whole time you're wasting by not improving yourself. Right. And doing your own self-reflection. Exactly. So we've talked about the word karma having three meanings. Number one, action. Number two, consequences of action. And number three, your karmic account. And there are three different kinds of bank accounts that your karma can go into, like checking account or a savings account. There are three different types of karmic bank accounts. Now, this is the point where people usually say, this is so complicated, but hear me out. I promise you it will make sense and become clearer once the three different kinds of bank accounts are explained. Don't worry, there's not going to be a quiz after this. You don't have to remember them. You just have to remember sort of conceptually um, that there are three and what each of them sort of represent and stand for. But to differentiate them, we're going to be using their Sanskrit names. That's right, Shayla. And it's important to know that there are three different kinds of karmic bank accounts in order to understand how the whole system works. So the first kind of bank account your karma can go into is called Parabdha Karma. Parabdha starts with a P and all you need to know it means present moment karma. So a simple example is I'm getting dehydrated, I feel thirsty, I drink a glass of water, my thirst gets quenched, the blood flows better through my veins, I start feeling better and I carry on with my life. Right. You study for an exam and you do well. You don't study for an exam, you don't do well. Sort of immediate consequences of your action. Right, exactly. So that's parabdha karma. I like to call it present moment karma. I did what I had to do. I got the benefits immediately. So my action and my karmic account, the consequences of my action, finish immediately. Right. Another example that I always think of in these modern times is I'm looking at my phone while I'm crossing the street and I trip on a curb. There's an action, not a great one, and there's a negative consequence immediately. And then you're done. You don't collect that karma for much longer. It just happens right there and you're done. Right. So that is parabdha karma. Let's call it present moment karma. The next karmic bank account, the consequences of your actions can go into is called agami karma. That I like to call thinking ahead. So my agami karma is, Shail, I love that example of studying. I study for my test. I study hard. I do everything I'm supposed to do. But the teacher, for some reason, 
put a whole bunch of different questions on the test than what he or she told us to study for because they were in a foul mood. They were just trying to catch you. Yeah, trying to catch you. Exactly. So you take the test and you get a bad grade, even though you studied. And it's really easy in that circumstance to throw your hands up in the air and go, what was the point? Okay. Why did I work this hard? I worked for a week on this. This test had so many points towards my final grade, da, 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 da. It's very easy to get lost in that rumination and that, that downward spiral and sort of get full of negativity about the whole process. But Lord Krishna, he says in the Gita, no effort is ever wasted. So that effort, that karmic uh, consequence that you studied, that effort, that good karma, that good action, it's called agami karma, ahead. Let's, I'm trying to think of a word that starts with a, a that means future, that you will get the benefits of that karma, of that effort sometime in the future. First of all, education is never wasted. It trains your brain and all, but that knowledge will come to benefit you in the future. Or even if it doesn't, that effort will come to fruition in the future. Well, maybe you're an adult and you close a deal that you really didn't prepare for. You know, something like that. But I think what's helpful about that is that it helps you let go of the consequences. In our past podcast, we've always talked about do your best, leave the rest. And this is one of those reasons why. Another importance of doing your best is this karmic consequence. Right. So agami karma means something that you didn't get fruition for now. You didn't get the consequence now. It's going into your bank account as a credit to be reaped in the future. And then the third type of karmic bank account is your sanchita karma. What word can we think of? Sanchita means past karma. So Shayla, what word can you think of? This starts with an S that means past. I was trying to think of a history S. Oh, no. All right. I'll have to get out my thesaurus and. Yeah. Yeah. So sanchita karma is the accumulation of all your unfulfilled or unripened consequences of your actions from your past, including this lifetime and past lifetimes. Sanchita karma is basically your past karma that you are reaping the fruits of now. This is a tough pill to swallow. A few years ago, I taught these teenagers, I was teaching them for a couple of weeks at sleepaway camp, and we were talking about karma, and of course, they were all like, oh, how, why should I accept the bad consequence of what I did in my last lifetime? I wasn't the same person. It wasn't me. Why should I accept that? That's not fair. I said, okay, fine. You don't want to accept the bad consequences of what you did in the past that has gone into now your sanchita karma, meaning the karmic consequence you are reaping now, but you, you feel like you don't deserve it, right? Because you didn't see the action that you had done in the past to have earned that consequence in this life. Correct. Which answers the question that why do, unfortunately, bad things happen to good people, which is very painful for all of us to see. So I said, okay. Who here uh, is turning 16 or has turned 16 in the recent future? And a whole bunch of them raised their hands. I go, who got driving lessons that your parents paid for and got some kind of vehicle that was pretty much at your own disposal, whether your parents bought you a new car, maybe they bought you a secondhand car, or maybe you took your sibling's car, whatever. You had a vehicle that you could use at your own disposal. And they all raised their hands. I said, okay, people. So you don't want to accept the bad consequences of your past, okay? I said, but all of you are taking this car that none of you deserve. 
none of you deserve. You're happily going, oh, thank you very much, ka-ching, ka-ching, and off you go to Ben and Jerry's or whatever ice cream parlor. They all, uh, the minute they get their license, all they do is go to get ice cream. Listen, when I got my license, I went to Baskin Robbins. Yeah, there you go. My kids went to Carvel. You know, <laughs> you know what they said to me? They go, no, 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 no. We totally deserved it. I go, how did you deserve it? They said, we get good grades. Oh, I'm like, no, sorry. Good grades does not equate to a vehicle of thousands and thousands of dollars and the gas and the insurance and all of that. That one does not equate to the other people. Stop it. So getting that car on your 16th birthday or whenever you got your license is the result of your sanchita karma. Things you did in the past that are now coming to fruition. The time is ripe for that tree to bear fruit. If you're going to take advantage of the positive things in your life that maybe were a consequence of actions in your past, in the same way when things happen um, that don't go your way or bad things happen, you also have to accept them. Accept, exactly. And when you accept, it's much easier to deal with than when you don't accept. That's right. Again, the whole point of the Gita and Krishna's philosophies is to help us maximize our performance and do the best we can in the situation we find ourselves. So to accept that is a really tough thing, but it's something that the theory of karma teaches us. My older son, he's struggling with this right now. When you see so much pain and suffering in the world that we've all seen last year, he said, you know, I just... I can't wrap my brain around. What did I do to deserve this? He said, here I am living in New York City, have access to good health care. I'm still getting my meals on the table, still in a warm home. You know, when people are being evicted left, right and center, he said, mom, I'm just struggling with what on earth have I done to deserve this? He said to me, how do you find joy in this time? And manage to like, you know, watch Netflix and and meet your friends and put the suffering out of your mind. And I said to him, I can't say I put the suffering out of my mind, but I don't try and do the mental math of what I did to deserve this because I will do my head in. I will drive myself. You'll never know. You'll never know the answer to that. I said to him, all I do is feel humbled and so grateful And that humility and that gratitude allows me to try in any way I can to pay it forward and do whatever, shave our service, you know, be kind to people, charity donations, just do what I can, start this podcast, any way I can help someone in order to pay it forward and not squander the gifts I've been given. I think that's such an important point. And I think any compassionate kind person would feel the same way that your son does. We feel this guilt, but you had said this in in class before, and it really stuck with me in this idea because I struggled with that and struggle with it too. Some people can look at their good fortune and say, I deserve this and look at someone else's misfortune and say, you deserve it. And I'm not going to do anything to help you because that's your karma and you deserve the position you're in and I'm in this great space and I deserve what I'm in. So I don't owe you anything, but you really used it as a way to talk about what you just said about paying it forward and using the gifts you've been given to um, really improve 
the world around you. And I think that's really important to remember that, um, you know, like we talked about, karma is plateaus and valleys and mountains, and you could have really great fortune and good luck and um, have wonderful things happen to you in this lifetime. But if you squander those gifts, if you squander those opportunities, if you mistreat people around you, if you don't act with humility and generosity and gratitude, then all of those actions, I imagine, would contribute to your future karmic account. That's absolutely correct. You're right. In fact, I asked my dad, Shaley, you know, I've taped a podcast with my father, which we're going to release later in this season about karma. I actually asked him that question that a lot of people use the theory of karma as a way to sort of dismiss other suffering as, oh, they're suffering, therefore they must deserve it. And I said to him, what do you think about that? And the reason I'm bringing it up here, because I think it's worth hearing twice. So you'll hear my dad saying it, and I'm going to tell you. I said to him, what do you think about that? And he said to me, he said, that thinking, those people are delusional. They don't understand what's happening. He says, on the contrary, other people's suffering is a cautionary tale. Mm. It's a cautionary tale that in an instant, that could be me. So let me use my privilege, if you will, or the gifts, I prefer that word better, the gifts I've been given and the strength I've been giving and the means I've been given to help these people so I can help them because it's my responsibility to help them, not for them. He always says, it's not for them. It's always for you. We think, oh, I'm helping somebody. He goes, always remember whatever you do, you're always doing it for yourself. Never think you do anybody a favor. You're only doing it for yourself. That's interesting. I think it's such a different way of us thinking about doing service, right? Like we always center it on the person who's receiving. And we say we get these like sort of ancillary benefits, but to say that you're doing it for your benefit and for your karma, because it's the right thing to do. That's have to think about that. That's really interesting. He said, not to say I'm doing this out of selfishness. My motive to help you is me. He said, no, my motive to help you is because it's the right thing to do. And I have been given the strength and the means to help you. And this is my duty now to help you. And in helping others, we're also seizing the opportunity to improve our own karmic account and our own future. Because who knows, tomorrow or next week or next month or next year or next lifetime, the roles could very easily be reversed. Right, right. This also says that when everybody goes through difficult, challenging times in their life, no matter what privilege or gifts that you've been given or what situation you find yourself in. Mm -hmm. And I think what this karmic theory also makes me think is that how you react to that negative situation, the not dwelling in it, perhaps not being too dramatic about it or just or whatever you do to get depending on the situation, you know, however you get through it, that's also potentially a positive contribution to your future karmic account. Of course, of course. We don't know what to attribute our current situation to. We don't know if it's because of a if someone else's 
karma maybe, I don't know. We don't know if it's, you know, 10 lives ago or if it's something that we did earlier in this life. We have no idea. I agree. And, and people also say if something bad happens or you get sick, oh, that was my karma. No, maybe a pharmaceutical company or some kind of company poisoned my water. You know, maybe that they're, they're creating their bad karma. So we can never write off somebody's suffering as they deserve it. We just don't know. We just have to help. Right. Absolutely. My question is, you could get sort of bogged down thinking, oh my God, I have like this store of negative karma. One day it's going to catch up with me. You can't focus on that. You really just have to sort of think, I have this opportunity here, which is a tremendous responsibility to make good choices. And you don't know how much positive karma you have in that account. You don't know how much negative karma that you have in that account. You just have to try your best to fill in the positive karma. And that's a good thing, actually, because my guru used to say, if you knew everything in your account, you would be so immobilized with all that information. Yes. It's almost like if a fortune teller told you when you were going to die, you know what I'm saying? Like leading up to that, you would that's all you could focus on. You wouldn't live. No. You focused on that. And it's the same thing. I think if you knew that in your past life, you were this like, horrible, wretched person. You would just be waiting for that to catch up with you. This is an interesting point. We all have to have done and we all have done horrible things in our past because we're all evolving and hopefully trying to get better. But there is a way to change your karma. The main thing to understand, and everybody asks this, is can you change your karmic account? And I've always thought that, oh, if I did something bad, you know, that's in my destiny. Oh, my goodness. That anxiety can really prevent you from, you know, actually moving forward. I've been very fortunate in my life to have met several spiritual teachers or gurus. And at these gatherings, someone always stands up and asks, can I change my karma? And at one of these gatherings about three years ago with the great teacher Sadhu Vaswani, the same question was asked. And literally, before the person had even finished the question, Sadhu Vaswani said, yes, 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 a thousand times yes. And they asked, well, how do I change my karma? He said, just keep doing good at every opportunity you can. And anecdotally, there's this story of a woman who travels down south in India to Kerala or, you know, some southern tip of India and meets this uh, old wrinkly Yoda type character and says, can you change your karma? And he said, well, if you couldn't, what would be the point of any of your efforts? It would all be pointless. He said, of course you can change your karma. That is such a hopeful message because when you talk about karma, you feel like we were saying before, sort of paralyzed. But here in this gives you this idea that I mentioned this before, that each moment that you have is an opportunity to make a choice, a negative choice or a positive choice. But there's a choice. This is the most challenging thing about karma, right, is that you have a lot of responsibility here. But you have at each moment you have this opportunity to make this choice and you can make a positive choice and, you know, change your destiny as it were, if that's something that you need to do, or at least put, you know, more positive karma in your account. And so I think it just really sort of underscores this importance of being very intentional 
every day and, and really thinking about all of your actions as opportunities for improving your karma. Absolutely. And improving your karma, not only for the future, but improving the consequences of your past, even today. Like I'll give you an example. And this is an example I use often in my teaching. There's a pothole in the road ahead. In your destiny, this pothole is there. Your karmic account on this one is so strong that there's nothing you could do to change this pothole in the road ahead. It's there, it's coming, and you're rushing towards it at headlong speed. However, you can change other things, like you can change by your actions now and the karma you create now. You can change, I have a spare tire in my trunk, or there's going to be a bystander there who's going to come and help me change my spare tire and help me turn this around in half the time than I would have otherwise. Or you can change the fact that, hey, I'm driving in a really strong car with huge wheels, um, a big SUV that's going to glide over the pothole. I'm going to feel the bump, but it's really not going to make a difference to my life. And it's just going to be a tiny bump and I'm going to move forward. Or conversely, I can do things that make me drive in a car that hasn't been serviced in the last five, six years. And my wheels are kind of flat and I'm going to get stuck. And that pothole is going to ruin my day and I'm not going to have car insurance. And then it's going to have consequences of weeks and months. So that's what you can change by your karma. I really love this analogy because that pothole represents all the bumps in the road that all of us have ahead of us. You know, I think that many of us have, um, experienced something challenging when the right person arrives there to help you out and you just can't believe that person showed up just when you needed them. You know, whether it's a friend who called or a stranger to help you change your tire or whatever it is, but I think we've all experienced that, you know, at the inevitable difficulties in life that pop up these different things that show up also to help us. And I think that's an example of what you're saying about some of our maybe past good karma or past good deeds have sort of reared its head, so to speak, to um, really help out in this challenging situation. Because those are inevitable. Those are going to happen. Yeah, life is full of suffering. Life is full of challenges. This Absolutely. is what it is. Absolutely. And whenever that happens, I always tell my kids, this is a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Even in the middle of summer, I'm like, this is the Christmas miracle. (laughs) Look who showed up. Yeah, exactly. Touch wood. We've all experienced this, like you said, Shayla, and I'm touching wood here because this is the way karma works. It's a Christmas miracle. Right. Absolutely. And I think we said this before when we were talking about helping others. Let's all aim to be that Christmas miracle for someone. You know, when you have an opportunity to help others, then do it. It's good for your karma. It's good for that person. It's beneficial all around. As Krishna says in the Gita, helping each other by nurturing each other, humankind attains the highest good. Oh, wow. That's that's straight out of the Bhagavad Gita. 
So that is uh, our first podcast on karma basics. We just talked about what karma means, how you get karma, how it collects in terms of this karmic bank account. When are the times that you might see the consequences of your actions, karma coming from your past, karma coming from your immediate actions, or karma that you created by an action that you did today, but see either the benefits or the detriments a few weeks, few years later. So we've given you hopefully a really good basic foundation of karma. And over the next few podcasts, we'll continue to build on that. On our next podcast, we're going to talk about how we create karma, good karma, bad karma, and everything in between. So we look forward to chatting more and going on this karmic journey together. And you can find us, as you all know, on GeetheGirl.com. And we have an Ask Us Questions section on there. You can also find us on Instagram at GeetheGirlPodcast and on Facebook at GeetheGirlPodcast. Please send us your questions through both of those social media outlets. And when you listen to us, please be sure to give us five stars and comment. Please, if you like what you hear, tell your friends, share the link. And we have a new feature on our website that if you'd like, you can give us your email address and we will email you a notification whenever a new podcast airs. Or you can subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, or follow us on Facebook or Instagram to find out when our next podcast airs. So stay tuned. Jesse Krishna, everyone. Jesse Krishna. Vasudevasutam devam tansu januramardanam devaki paramanandam krishnam vandev jagat guram